0: Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me Phil and today is Gallifrey One Diary Day 3, 15th of February 2015 And today, it's the last day of Gallifrey One. (laughs) It's alright, I've just got something in my eye, that's all. (laughs) Anyway, let me just draw my eyes a minute. Oh dear. Anyway, what have I been up to on the last day of Gallifrey One? Well, today was a little bit of a late start, really. I don't just mean for me, I mean for the convention itself. Uh, John Barron was supposed to be on at 10am. Now, okay, I said, yeah, I saw him yesterday. Um, But he was supposed to be on at 10, but they moved him, um, I believe, into midday, which was the Alex Kingston slot uh, now I mentioned this either at the moment but she uh, pulled out of the convention unfortunately due to filming commitments in New York and because of the weather's been so bad over there with the snow and whatever um, she was behind on filming and a TV company wouldn't release her for the convention so I think there's a few disappointed people there but um, hey you got John Barrowman for two days and for those of the people who didn't see him yesterday uh, they were in for a, they were in for a, a real treat. But my first uh, panel today was uh, a commentary for Mummy on the Orient Express. Now, um, this was with Jamie Matheson, and it was meant to be moderated by Graham Burke, um, who unfortunately couldn't make it. Um, so there was someone else who took his place, but he didn't actually announce himself, so I've got absolutely no idea who the moderator was. Uh, but at the end of the day, he wasn't really needed, because Jamie Matheson did an absolutely fantastic job of um, of doing it himself, Really? Uh, he also pointed out quite a few uh, places where Moffat had written certain scenes, like the scene with, uh, um, I think the character was Maisie, sorry, Maisie and Clara in the carriage on their own when they're locked in the room with the uh, mummy sarcophagus. Uh, a lot of the dialogue there was written by Moffat. So it was interesting to see what was written, also what was cut as well. Um, apparently, there's another scene between the doctor and Perkins. That was cut for timing reasons, and he said he hoped that it would uh, make it back into the some release uh, in the future. However, um, I can't really tell you too much more about it because I don't know whether it was the uh, the sound levels on the microphone or just my. Um, I'm I'm to admit this now, my uh, appalling hearing, which appears to be getting worse by the day. Um, I couldn't always hear what he was saying because the sound mix on what was playing, we were, obviously we were watching the episode of Mummy on the, on the Orient Express, um, that appeared to be pitched just a little bit higher, to me anyway, um, above Jamie Matheson's commentary. So I couldn't really hear everything he was saying because you kept focusing, or my hearing anyway, kept focusing on uh, what was happening on the screen. Um, so everything sounded a little bit like this. What's the most interesting thing about the four tones? Well, he's actually Carey got a wonderful so singing voice. No, he know. actually knows that He's, he's also very good mum. at my as well, which certainly helps since... You're Yes, I know what it is. I happen to be Emil Moorhouse, Professor of Alien Mythology. and the doctor. So, the most interesting thing about the to you. So, I guess I. you get the idea, really. Anyway, after that one finished, I went to another panel, which was nothing to do with Doctor Who. Now, this was slightly... Different Because there's lots of other panels there that are not Who related. I mean, for argument's sake, today you had Nichelle Nichols uh, from Star Trek. You know, with Lieutenant Uhura, uh, she was there. Um, there's Inspector Space Time panels. Um, there's also a Star Trek fan film, which I think was shown yesterday. So um, this particular panel I went to today was called Landing on Titan. Now, this was actually really, really interesting as this was about the Cassini probe uh, that was sent to Titan, which is one of Saturn's moons. And the uh, woman who's presenting this today, Trina Ray, uh, she actually works for NASA. So she was very, very clued up on this, and she was involved in the Cassini probe team. Um, And she was showing us how they sort of got everything launched, how everything was supposed to work once it got into orbit, um, the problems they encountered. And then she showed us um, footage that was actually taken by the probe as it landed on Titan itself. Um, utterly, utterly fascinating. Um, and one of the things on there is apparently there are so many fossil fuels on that planet that we could use that would just keep us going for God knows how long on planet Earth. Um, obviously, there's no way to bring it back. That it's not uh, viable to bring it back either, which I think was one of the questions from uh, from the audience. But it just goes to show the of sort of diversity uh, that goes into the, the programming at galley uh it, it, it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant so after that um I actually was asked to record with um radio Free Scarrow, um which was sort of quite an honor um it was actually also done in the presence of Paul Cornell as well also joined us so I was actually quite quite nervous so it really was just um asking us about the you know, our um, thoughts on Gallifrey one. Also there was Deb Stanish from Verity and please forgive me, Michelle, I've forgotten your surname, but um she's a cosplayer here as well. So um it was getting like a, a cross section of um our opinions on Gallifrey. and also um I think also how it compares... I was asked the question how it compares to um, conventions in, in the UK, which I admitted I haven't been to too many of. So um, you can hear that on Radio Free Scarrow, um fairly soon, I would have thought, actually. So um, look out look out for that later. So after a spot of lunch, it was on to, well, my final two panels of uh, Gallifrey One 2015. Um, now, first up was the year in review, 2014. Now... This is quite interesting actually because this is stuff I've already seen in the UK but basically it's a little like 55 minute montage of um, TV clips or anything sort of Who related that was shown in the UK that the the, the guys in the States haven't seen before. Um, so it's things like Peter Capaldi being on the Graham Norton show uh, as Nick Ferrari make a complete um, ass of himself on Pointless with some of his answers to, to, uh, to Doctor Who but actually... Won it at the end with his pr- strange pronunciation of "la la wald." No, "la la." Oh, Carreras said it. Now he didn't say it right. Whatever. Um, and it was just a really, really nice little look back at um, at last year, and also sort of leading up to you know the the whole new series of last year as well, and also sort of it all sort of finished off on um, points of view, um, and also hit <laughs> the how series eight actually sort of um, how can I put it divided fans and Marcus Wilson. Who's a producer of Doctor? Who, um, answered some of um, some of the critics, I should say. Uh, which was uh, it was interesting because I've never actually seen it myself, and I live in the UK. So there you go. Um, now, straight up from that was the closing ceremony. Uh, now, this was particularly particularly uh, good because it had all the uh, guests that were still remaining at the convention all come on, took a bow, um, all got a chance to say something. Um. And then there's a few announcements about uh, next year as well. Now it's actually quite interesting um, because they're going to be changing the way that they do uh, the tickets. Uh, they actually go on sale on May the 1st. Um it'll will be in 2016 will be on the 12th, 13th and 14th of February. So it's a little bit earlier. Um now the interesting thing is that um there's two things that Sean Line brought up. Uh, now firstly uh, they're going to be doing single day tickets, um, which you couldn't do before, because obviously a lot of people can only come to one day, but they're paying for the entire um, for the entire weekend. So you can buy like a Friday ticket, a Saturday ticket, or a Sunday ticket, which is which is great. Um, but I think the biggest thing um, for next year is that there will be no transfers. Um, what previously happened? People buy their tickets. Realised they can't go, and in September they put them up to be transferred so someone else can, who, who didn't have a chance to get a ticket earlier in the year can pick one up later. Um, now, they're not going to be doing this next year. Um, basically, once you bought your ticket, it's yours. Um, there's a reason this is done, because what people were doing, they were booking hotel rooms at the Marriott without actually having a ticket to the convention in the hope they will get a transfer ticket in the September. Um, obviously, this was preventing people who did have tickets from getting a room at the Marriott. Um, personally, I think this is a great move. I think it's an utterly fantastic move. Um, okay, it does cut down the option of people who weren't able to get tickets in the mad rush at the beginning of the year. Um, but then again, it does also stop people booking hotel rooms for people who have generally got tickets. Uh, people like myself, really. I'm at the Hilton Hotel, I'm not staying at the Marriott, I'd love to be staying at the Marriott in, in the thick of things. As it turns out, I'm only five minutes walk from the convention centre, but it's not the same as being in, in the Marriott itself. Um, so I think that's a good thing, that is a good thing. And um, and that was it, that was the end of Gallifrey One 2015. So it's over, after all that time um, of waiting and months of uh, anticipation, Gallifrey One is over for another year and the end of my my first time at Gallifrey as well um, so what did I actually really think about this? now I've been sort of fairly gush about all the panels and everything um, all I can say is this if you have never ever been to Gallifrey 1 before do not delay get your tickets for next year because you'll have an absolutely fantastic time there is nothing better than than coming along to to a convention that is just full of... And, I, and I'm gushing a little bit here, but I genuinely, genuinely uh, mean this. It is full of fantastic people. If you come on your own, you're going to meet people exactly the same as you, with the same interests, the same everything. You will love it. You will love the panels. The guests are fantastic. The entertainment that is put on for everybody here is fantastic. You will arrive... With friends you might even know here, but I guarantee you, you will leave with even more. And I certainly have. Um, I've people I've only met over sort of Twitter or Facebook. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic to meet them in the flesh, to shake their hands and have a drink with them. Um, please, if you haven't been before, do it. You will never, ever, ever regret buying that ticket. So farewell LA Farewell Gallifrey 1 I will return Don't doubt it And thank you to everybody out there Who's listened to these little uh, diary episodes Over the last few days Uh, I hope I've managed to get across What it's like here in LA If you've never been here before um, Especially with the convention and the panels Um, I hope, really do hope you've enjoyed them I certainly have enjoyed myself As you can tell my little gushing little um, Diatribe just a minute ago Uh, So i will see you all next time we'll be back um, soon i hope with our usual um blend of uh tat and rubbish uh that we put out usually <laughs> on a weekly basis so until then it is goodbye from me phil goodbye To the Who's He podcast? Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.